Today on Amazingly Terrible, we will be reviewing Rainbow Bright, Episode 9, Star Sprinkled. Wow, I really thought there'd be a joke there. We already did this one, so I don't... We already did this one. <laughs> I've yeah. used up, I used up all my jokes for this show. This is going to be a straight summary. No commentary. You're listening to Amazingly Terrible, the Rainbow Road of Podcasts. My name is Adam. My name is Mike. <laughs> My name is David. Hi, David. My name is Matt. Um, did you guys watch the new Kids in the Hall yet? Yes, I have. You have? Yeah. I have not. No? I Mike? don't like them. What? What? You are off of the podcast. I'm hereby kicking you off the podcast. I'm cutting you out of my life. What are you... What? What is wrong with you? you I didn't like it back me. in high school, and I don't like it now. You do, wow. What? Okay. I feel have... like I feel like the the whole everything has been pulled out from under me. The, the rug, rug has been the, the floor, the the, the, the second floor, the multiple stories underneath that. I think uh, I think we're gonna have to reassess this friendship, Mike. We'll do that after the, the podcast, so let's get to the podcast first. I don't know. I, I like this. I feel like we're really finding the real Mike, and he the has real, real shitty taste. <laughs> See, this is what... You don't get to use your weird, campy, Canadian... Bullshit. Bullshit. And, and be all sanctimonious with that. Okay, Mike, so... You know that everybody has an opinion of comedies, and it's all subjective, but your subjective opinion is wrong. So. <laughs> uh, what well, actually? Let's, let, what don't you like about it, Mike? What what turns you off about it? Uh, I feel like their skit comedy is like a step. No, no, no. Let me be kinder. It's two steps above the Three Stooges slapstick kind of humor. They borderline wow. on a lot of juvenile penis jokes and shit. Hmm. Like how hmm. many episodes was it until? Uh, I don't even remember. I just remember you talking about someone uh, showing off his bulge or, you know, swinging around his cock or something. <laughs> well, in the new series, it, I believe it's actually about 10 minutes into the first episode. We get to see <laughs> Kevin McDonald and uh, David Foley, fully nude, jumping around, oh, swinging their cocks around. So. That's what I've always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so I that's, take it the new one is, is not... It's not rated for TV. It's it's full on R. I feel like they were they were above. They were a step above penis jokes. The biggest thing for the kids in the hall was they were given the explicit instruction from Lauren Michael that they were not allowed to do any topical humor. Oh, because oh, they didn't want them to compete with SNL. I mean, maybe I think it actually might have had to do with uh, him wanting their comedy to be somewhat evergreen in the sense that like anybody can go back and watch it in the future because like the the closest thing they touch on to topical humor is when they did the all the um well the queen but also like the the gay uh pride sketches where oh, they were yeah. actually like doing like the happenings and like and how it was like somewhat serious about like gay rights and stuff that was going on with the gay community i mean it was more than somewhat serious it was serious yeah some of it was <laughs> very serious yes uh <laughs> I heard that they were all test tube babies. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were flipper babies. Oy, it was wait, just wait, a wait, few wait. flipper babies. Wait, wait, wait. I'm starting to get some 
vague memories of brain candy. Brain candy? Yes. Yeah. You know, yes. after I after we watched that, um years later, I went around to seven blockbusters looking for that movie because I wanted to show Sarah. I'm like, oh my god, it's such an awesome movie. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wait, I thought you hated. I thought you hated Kids in the, Kids Hall. In the Hall. I do, but but you love the movie. I love the movie because it I, maybe it's because it wasn't. Maybe I just don't like sketch comedy. I don't know. That's no, it could be. Could be. And Did you see the movie? Well, it's it's got multiple ske- uh, sketches, but it's tied together, and you know, there's some By coherence in between theme. them, and and you know, they all meet up in the end. Oh, like a, like a movie, yeah, like a movie. I just like the fact that when they when this new series they release, they directly reference Brain Candy in the very beginning, and about how like they were finally waiting to break even on Brain Candy, and then as soon as they did, they got another chance to dip, to make a TV show. <laughs> so, That's funny. but um, my favorite, my absolute favorite sketch from. This new release was the uh, Drunk Man. And the only thing that really made it for me was like Drunk Man winning and then getting up in front of the camera and saying his catchphrase, which was, I'm Drunk Man. I sometimes win. Okay. <laughs> I just I just love that idea for like a, a superhero. Their catchphrase is "I sometimes win." Officer, I'd like to report a murder. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's better when a professional actor does it. You know? No, it's not. That's what makes it the best. Is the fact that it lands just the same. <laughs> I do love their anti their anti I feel like their anti humor was really ahead of their time. Yeah, I feel like it was as well. Oh goodness. Okay. That was my piece about the kids in the hall stuff. What's going on with you guys? What other Marin open things do we have to talk about? Mm. Uh some sparrows have built a nest in my dryer vent. <laughs> Ooh, fun. Nice. Are you like but- cooking their eggs? Every That's time you run the dryer? Nice and warm for them. <laughs> yeah. They, they've hatched, so there's like little cheeps coming from there all the time now. Aww. I like the Aww. idea that you, you like run the dryer and you run around outside with like a, a knife and fork and a plate. <laughs> and you're just <laughs> waiting outside the vent with, for the omelet. Does it like keep you up at night or are they like, is it like no, they're, nice? They're birds. They, they get quiet at night. Okay. It's not a mouse, time. sir. Are, are we gonna are we gonna hear them in the podcast? No. Okay. It, it's dark already. Oh shit! That's right. You guys yeah. are on the other side of the country. Yeah, it's nighttime here. In the it's nighttime here in the real America. It's is that a liberal piece is, of is shit? Is that the East Coast or is that like? Don't you wish you know, Mike? How is it? How is it in um, the jurors? Yeah, I was in the uh, I'd, Garden State. I don't think they call it the jurors. Do you do you like do you like point to yourself and be like, "This is the situation in the jurors," like that? No, but I do say that uh, I'm Jersey Mike. Uh, I'm I'm settling into Jersey uh, quite nicely and have been gaining a little bit of weight as a proof of my tendency to eat my way from one end of a new state to another, and even the old states that I used to go to. But 
On a good note or positive note, we bought a tonal. So I can now start to work out. You bought a what? What's a tonal. Yeah, what's a tonal? T-O-N-A-L. A-A-L. Um, it's, uh, it's a really expensive weight machine. It's like a Peloton, but for weights. It sounds like, exactly, Peloton. It sounds like Kanye West's uh, Peloton competitor that he launched <laughs> to fight Apple. <laughs> to fight Apple. I've been listening to an audiobook about the War of the Roses. It's like oh, pretty us. pretty overviewy. Um, is that an but official term? Is uh, it is it fictional? Is it like does it take place during the War of the Roses and it's like a fictional goings on, or is it like a more of like a docu, like nonfiction, accurate history? Uh, it's a history, a history of the them wars of them roses. Cool. Pretty interesting. I recently watched, um, there's a YouTube channel that goes over famous battles. I know that YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been watching it a little bit more recently, and, and I did watch a whole, they had like a two-hour one that was on the War of the Roses and the various skirmishes that took place during it. It is hard to follow. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of fucking people involved. Well, Spanish generations, too. Yeah, so. and, and a lot of them have the same names, like tons of Edwards and Henrys, and, yeah. you know, and basically, and then people will change their name when they start, you know, when they get their, their dukedom, and yeah. Th- yeah. so there'll be somebody for a while, and they'll be like, no, my name's York now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm uh, Edward Longbottom fighting here. Oh, I get to be a Baron, then I am Dr. Dre. Yeah. Thank you. I am Baron <laughs> Dr. Dre. <laughs> I mean, it would be more like, oh, my name is Edward, and you, you know, you get your thing, and then you're like, oh, I'm Bedsty. Call me Bedsty. <laughs> <laughs> call me the Cliffs of Petra. <laughs> <laughs> they call me Ishmael. Yeah, I mean, if you had to be a location, what location? What what location name would you have? Ishtar. Ooh, that's, Ish- a good that's a movie. <laughs> that is. Yeah. Ishmael made me think of Ishtar. <laughs> I know they're spelled different and from completely different parts of the world and they look different and they and are one's different. beautiful and one's terrible <laughs> one's, one's a bomb Jer- the other one's the bomb <laughs> one's a bomb uh, I, I, would, I would prefer people to call me uh, Uluru oh nice Ayers Rock I am uh, Baron Uluru I call you uh, AR for short just to piss you off. David, what, what uh, place name would you take? Tucson. <laughs> Lazy. <laughs> we'll, rise, we'll rise from the ashes like a Tucson. Nice. <laughs> I love it. You could hang, hang out with Alan Tudyk. What would yours be, Matt? Me? I don't think you said, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, well, I think, I mean, you also get to rule the place, right? Yeah. Uh... Fort Knox. <laughs> How about just Copenhagen? My name's Copenhagen. <laughs> Isn't that the name of like a, a snooze or a snuff, like a, a smokeless tobacco? <laughs> a snooze or a snuff. Did you get a, a snooter, Phil? A snooze or a snuff? Did you pack or your snorter? I'm the snow and the snorkels. I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> I have no idea. 
And also, I mean, that's a pretty badass name for uh, for a, some snuff. I think Copenhagen's a chewing tobacco, isn't it? I don't. I'm, I mean, I don't know anything about anything. It's a snuff. It might, it's, it might it's be. A, it's it might a be. It's a snuff. Uh, actually, no. It is a snooze. It's dip. Copenhagen well, they, tobacco. They have a snooze. They have a snuff. Well, they have a snooze too. And they do have chewing tobacco too. Yeah. Huh. Boom. You're Mike, what so have you been up to? You're so. Yeah. Mean. What are you up to, Mike? What's I'm, going on? You know. Uh, I, you know, wake up, go to work, feed the kids, go to bed. Um, I would say three years ago, I would have complained about that and it would have, I would have said that in, you know, an ironic or, uh, unhappy way, but you know, at least, you know, I don't have to commute. So it's happy. Like I, well, I was going to ask you about that. You said my you, life. Up, you, you get up and you go to work. Are you working remotely or are you actually yeah. going into the yeah. field okay no i, nice, I nice. wake up walk across the hall uh flip up my laptop and start working nice very cool so do you have your uh your recording studio set up no right now my recording studio and my office and my uh video game computer are all in the same room it's up in my office oh my god all right <sighs> Oh, I, that's you know, how can you, how can you, you live all those in one? Yeah, yeah. you really okay. need to separate those out. Yeah, so, you really need a room for each one of those devices. Yeah. <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> then I need to figure out how to be in three places at once. I'm getting the feeling that if we go visit Mike, we can actually visit him and never see him in his house. We can actually probably avoid him just by like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I did going that all from the time. room to room. Uh, there, oh. <laughs> It's even easier in this house because there's two sets of stairs. So if I'm coming oh, nice, up one nice. set of stairs, you just go down the other set of stairs. Nice. Thank you. Nice. That would be very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> David, I could let you know pro, all of the, um, pro the hiding tip. spots. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm just imagining like you coming home one day and being like, why are we always out of washing detergent? Who the hell is washing their clothes so much? <laughs> hey, did- my dryer doesn't work. It's got these birds in it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to kill the birds? Is that what you want? No. You, no, you mean that. your omelet dispenser works and you don't have a dryer? <laughs> Is that enough Ooh. of a marin? Too much marin, if you ask me. I don't know. Can you ever have too much marin? I don't know, man. I, I don't find him that funny. I, I actually don't even. I've never even listened to any of his shit. I think the only time I've ever heard him talk was during a like video of a, an award show where he was giving out some sort of web award. Ah, so I'm I, I just I I know of him pretty much through the Greatest Generation. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You uncultured heathen. Uh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> uncultured. 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 I think I heard about him on Ninety Nine Percent Invisible too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, David. Before RPGcation starts. Remind me to uh, tell you where all the crawl spaces are and the spots in the house where you can like pop out in someone else's closet. Are we planning an RPG occasion this year, or is this just a oh. unnamed, untimed RPG RPG occasion in the future? Well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so we could, if we're not going to the beach house, then we can do it in any time. Um, the fall, as Matt knows, is really nice up here. Yeah, it lasts for about a week and a half. Yeah. So I will let you know a week before the leaves start to change, and then you all have to like book your tickets really fast. Well, there's also um, the Emerald City Comic Cons here in December, hmm. if you guys are interested in uh, coming out here for that. 
Do you have enough room for my cosplay? Well, I do have an extra condo that I can reserve and set aside, so. Oh, nice. We don't even have to stay at your house? I love it. Just me and Mike sleeping in that big bed. I know there are two king-size beds, but uh, it doesn't have heating, so you guys probably need to snuggle up for warmth. I always assumed that you owned a waterbed. Me or Mike? You. Me? Mike's, wow. Mike doesn't need a waterbed. Yeah, I just pop water it. Bed. <laughs> yeah. he would he would all his spines would would pop out <laughs> rainbow bright number nine star sprinkled N- no history this time because we have uh, thoroughly covered her on our previous rainbow bright episodes a uh, uh, quick question about this particular episode. We were getting a little we were getting a little confused about like what was the first episode because we were looking at the YouTube channel, but on the YouTube channel, Peril in the Pits was the first episode. Mm-hmm. However, I thought on Wikipedia we had this episode listed as the first episode. This was never listed as the first episode. I think this it wasn't. is always Yeah, I think this is pretty deep in the run. It's very confusing because they released, like, a movie and then cut that into episodes. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And so, like, they basically kind of restart the series multiple times. But any time, like, basically, the I think the movie covers Finding the Color Kids. And then our previous first episode was, like, the beginning of the actual show proper. And that the, the Color Kids are already in place. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Well, the only reason why I bring that up is because we do get an intro on this particular episode where it talks a little bit about the origin of Rainbow Bright. Yes, they do. They start in the opening. There's a voiceover that tells us about Rainbow Bright. And there's a flashback with a drastically different uh, animation style. Yes, Yes. Yes. Better. So I have to assume that that animation style was probably from the movie. I'm assuming those are like cuts from the movie. Yeah, it looked like it was, you know, a variety of different sources. It it is very detailed and goes over like all the baddies, all of the social situations she falls uh, in and her mission, which is to bring color and happiness to people everywhere. Well, here's the part that, that stuck with me is it did say that. Rainbow Bright was a very happy and courageous girl. Yes. Who found the power of the rainbow and then thus became Rainbow Bright. So I now understand this to be that Rainbow Bright is a curse. Oh, yeah. And it has trapped this ancient, this this woman who is actually like thousands of years old in the her child body so as her mind is progressing her body is not able to keep up with her Mm -hmm. and that she is actually jumping around trying to provide color to everyone and everything in the universe in an attempt to break the curse so that she might one day either become an adult or just die i like the idea that maybe this is a stampede like possession entity maybe maybe the rainbow came from stampede or it's part of the same uh, yeah. metaphysical being that created Stampede. That's a stretch. 
at any rate, we open the the episode with Rainbow Bright uh, riding Starlight uh, across the sky, and we learn eventually that they are chasing down a flock of birds, essentially so that they can change them from gray to red. This is an interesting point. Birds are one of the few animals out there that are sexually dimorphic, which means that they have very different appearances between the male and the female. And male birds tend to be very colorful with bright plumage in order Mm -hmm. to actually attract the female. And the female birds tend to be drab, uh, mainly because they don't need to have those bright plumage to attract a mate. And they can put their efforts towards, you know, raising young and whatnot. So in this instance, in this instance, the best case scenario is that Rainbow Bright is changing the sex of these birds well, you'll notice that the first one she does, it's very hard to see, but you can see that the bird not only turns red, it gains eye shadow. And everybody knows that in a cartoon, if you have eye shadow, you are either cross-dressing as a woman or you're a woman. But in this instance, it would be the opposite. Guys, are these the jokes that we want our listeners to hear? Wait, are these jokes? Are we supposed to be making jokes? Oh, God. I'm going about this all wrong. Maybe she just hates birds, and she's like, Maybe. fuck them for the long term. It seems like Starlight has a thing against birds, though. Because he's, like, shit-talking the entire time he's trying to chase them down. Yeah, well, they're going fast, and he, you know, has to prove his worth. By going faster, yeah. Rainbow demands all the star sprinkles from Twink, who's riding behind her. And she proceeds to blow her spell slots on basically, you know, color spray bullshit. Yeah. Well, uh, prestidigitation, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yep, I looked it up as well. (laughs) Well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, though, because prestidigitation is a cantrip, not a uh, spell. Yeah, it doesn't make as much... The joke isn't as good, you know? (laughs) Uh, So Twink says they have to go back to Rainbowland to get more star sprinkles. And Twink's voice sounds like someone is chewing chewing on helium gum. Even before I started watching this again, I remember his voice. It's like one of those things that if you've heard it like once or twice in the background when you were a kid, it just, you know exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. It's like smelling cut grass. Yeah. Or gasoline. Or baby poop. Or maybe like all those together are gasoline, baby poop, and cut grass. (laughs) That... That baby is, I'm very scared for that baby. Mixed mixed into like a really either good or bad Yankee candle. It smells like middle America. (laughs) It's like burning baby shit. This is interesting. As I'm researching who voiced Twink, Twink was originally a red sprite. And lost all his color. Until Murky Dismal removed his color, leaving him white. Crazy. Rainbow basically has terrible tactics. And, and we see this over and over again. But yeah. back in Rainbow Line, Land, we get to see the forced labor camp that Ram- Rainbow Bright and the color kids have established. Yeah. The sprites are all slaving away in the color mines. Yep. Twink is dropped off as the uh, overseer of the process in a real uh, Uncle Tommy role. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Adam, Adam, your facts really go against my theory that, uh, like, the, the the twinks that mine the red crystals are, like turn red as a sort of like a mm. whole lung situation. I it could make, see that. It yeah. would make a lot of sense. They do work in a color mine. 
yeah, so they just get a lot of color dust in their fur. Well, on, oh, honestly, the, that, that could have been lungs. what happened. To, that could have happened to Twink, too, and Murky Dismal just gave Twink a bath. Yeah. Can you imagine if you're just, like, going around hacking up yellow? Uh, I kind of do that now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> it's the hacking up, like, blue that would be a bit concerning to me. And then we get my favorite part of the episode. We get a, an inset episode of How It's Made, Star Sprinkles Edition. And it's clearly, all of this is clearly designed to be a Play-Doh set. Oh, no, oh. these are Shrieky Dinks. Oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely Shrieky Dinks. But um, it also just seems to be like a, a super uh, high endorsement of uh, mechanization. Yes. And uh, capital uh, capitalism associated with uh, construction and the process of making goods. Except so, it, is, it is insanely wasteful. It is incredibly wasteful. Yeah, so Color Ore is sent to the processing plant via a roller coaster. Uh, yep. The raw color ore is flattened into a massive thick fruit roll-up. Yep, a very that, fine powdery mist that turns into a paste under yeah, pressure. It looks a lot like hellish flesh. Mm-hmm. And then sprites with cookie cutters on their feet dance on the goo. And they cut out star shapes. And they waste about 90% of the material. Yep. As the star shapes pop out, the rest of it, the in-between, gets uh, sluiced off into the nearby river. I mean, if they could make this any shape, why not one that tessellates? Yes, yes. That would would be perfect. Or like you just have like one full sheet that's just the the cookie cutter that just comes down and... Right, exactly. Cuts it all out into one perfect setup. Yeah, basically this is what happens when labor is free. Like, you just get these insanely wasteful processes where they can't compete. Well, where the labor is free and the uh, the resources to actually make the product itself is also free. So <laughs> Yeah, and also the things you do with it are basically bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> the cut stars cook into McDonald's, uh, under McDonald's brand heat lamps, and mm. they bake down... Down they to the shrink. size, of, yeah. They shrink down to the size of a runt candy. Yep, and, and that's when they start to sparkle. Yeah, and they kind of they look pretty delicious, actually. I yep. really wanted to kind of put one in my mouth and feel it. But it would turn your tongue a different color. Hmm. A lot of candy does that, you know. Well, in all fairness, though, the, 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 this whole process, and this is a problem I was having, like with the entire episode, because every time they show the colors or that they use to make the sprinkle, the color sprinkles. All of it is red, despite yeah. the fact that they have all the colors of the rainbow in the color mines. They're only dealing in red color ore. Maybe they're just working their way through the red layer. You know, it could be, it could be, or there's just like a surplus of red, so they're just you know trying to work their way through the surplus material before they actually get to regular production. Well, I mean, if if the color mine is running the uh, the way of the spectrum then they're basically at the bottom of the color mine. Like That's true. Red is the last color that they're mining. Before uh, it goes into the infra- infrared or ultraviolet spectrum. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ultraviolet's on the other end of the spectrum, though. Oh, my mistake. It gets to the infrared yeah. side of the spectrum. Yeah. Which I guess would just look like black. Well, yeah, to normal people's eyes, but to sprites' eyes, they actually see well into the infrared spectrum. So That makes sense. Yeah. 
That's the reason why they're the miners. They can actually work with a lot less light. Yeah, they don't so. need any glowworms to light up their mine. They can just work. Exactly, exactly. All of this runs up to their the co- color command center. Sounds like my printer. And, and this is like a white collar or, or white colors. The Epsom Color Command Center. <laughs> yes. Color Command Center. <laughs> color Command Center. By Canon. <laughs> Finally, you have the power. And like the commercial is just like rainbows shooting from your fingers. <laughs> that, print, that print pictures. And it prints pictures perfect inkjet quality. Right, yeah. Nice, nice. And you like shoot a photo of your of your kids across the room onto the paper. <laughs> oh! <laughs> it's beautiful. I command the color. Uh, it's just funny, like you have a you have a piece of paper like hanging up to shoot it across to it, and like you're slightly off, so like half the picture's on the wall behind the the paint the piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, then it just goes awry, and you just start shooting the photo of your kids on everything, including your kids. <laughs> <laughs> They've got their own face on the back of their heads. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, the color kids are glued to the control boards. They're running the whole show. In the, the, the WCC. At the same time, Twink is literally shouting at his uh, fellow enslaved natives, uh, exhorting them to go faster, faster. Yep. Demanding higher output without actually giving them any means to do so. Yeah, I mean, really, honestly, like, that that scene in particular, the only thing he was missing was a whip. Like, Yeah, I was just about to say, <laughs> yeah. Yep. That one really drove it home. Um, then Murky and Lurky appear uh, for essentially a waste of a scene they try to hide in a color cart and antics ensue ensue and it's revealed that murky has a perfume bottle of his gloom spray an atomizer yeah an an atomizer of gloom spray and he uses it to to change some of the uh the red crystals and the gray crystals but this scene when they actually like sneak into the production facility this is what really solidified just how wasteful it was to me yes because because they fall onto the they sneak in through a uh, one of the batches of color crystals and they fall on the conveyor belt. And from the color command center, they determine that there are there are two large crystals that are too big to go through the crushinator. Right. So they send a robot arm out that then grabs what the mechanized system thinks is color crystals, but it turns out to be uh, murky and lurky. And it just grabs them and then throws them into the river. Yeah, I mean, this is a dystopian vision of our future place with our AI overlords, where like they don't even, the people running the show don't even realize humans were there, and the machines simply, you know, uh, excrete them from the process. But this also shows us that if they did have large blocks of color crystal, they just throw them away. Just throw yeah, them into just the river. Throw throw the biggest chunks in the trash. Yeah. I, for uh, like one, they... welcome our color command center overlords. <laughs> shoot, my, shoot my kid's face onto my face. <laughs> You're just there looking up, begging for it. Please, sir, can I have some more? <laughs> more colors, huh? Oh. I do like how at the end of this entire like series of events, we do have a shot of Twink with like a, a flag trying to do was it semaphore? semaphore yeah to basically just like force everybody else to move faster and he, he's literally just screaming faster go faster 
Right, and like you were whole... saying earlier, and like I'm, I'm just picturing like a, a vein bulging out of his forehead as he's just like screaming as hard as he can. They have this entire industrialized production process for something he's going to carry around in his fanny pack, like just a, are... just a hand to somebody else, right? Like not even to use himself. What yeah. are they doing with the other ninety nine thousand color crystals? They, I mean, they must be doing something with them. Well, that's how the rest of the color kids keep up their pep. They have to snort them. <laughs> wow. But how do you think they're it. able to stay awake at the command center yeah, for such they, a long time? They, they got to take the crystals in order to work. Got to work uh, to make the crystals. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so the sprites are hard at work when an odd noise distracts them up at the mine. They are unable to speak except annoying mumbles and squeaks bullshit. They investigate going around a corner and they find a cool robot horse and wagon, which I wish was in the episode more. And then, See, that that would be a cool toy for them to actually make for the series, too. Yeah. If they, they kind of highlighted a little bit more, maybe made this guy a recurring character. Ye- yes. I, I think they should bring this guy back. I like him. Yeah, yeah. From the back of the wagon, this guy appears. His name is Plock. And he oh, has I, some... I, I didn't even get his name. Yeah, it's Plock. Plock. And he Plock. has, some, he has yeah. some serious big grifter energy. Mixed with Mark Twain. It definitely seems to be taken off of Mark Twain with that big bushy mustache. Yeah. He's, he's like if Mark Twain acted like the King and the Duke from Huckleberry Finn. I think he even says at some point in time, uh, you know, look, look at all you poor little natives working so hard. I need to yeah. anglicize all of you in order to show you a better life. And the only way I can anglicize you is to take your land away from you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you pu- you've been colonized. That's terrible. Let me help. Let me colonize you more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to double colonize you. Anyway, he brags about his travels in a way that makes them sound like suspiciously sexual. <laughs> he, he did go like very hard and deep into that story about Fire Island. That mm-hmm. really was kind of out of place in this kid's cartoon. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Seemed weird to me. But, you know, hey, hey those uh, folks over at Hallmark Cards, they know what they're talking about. So, And he flirts with all the female sprites because he wants to taste the rainbow. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> My backup joke to that was he has every color fever. Oh, I, I think he chose the right. Thank the right you. Joke. Thank let's you. stick with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's stick with taste it. Taste the rainbow. I'm actually just picturing him walking around and picking them up and licking them like toads in the rainforest. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's doing, he's doing a Kiss the Star <laughs> challenge with those little fuckers. <laughs> well, they all have like the little star antennae, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, make it clean. That'll, that'll plunge it up. <laughs> and he says that he's, gonna, he's here to solve their problem and save them from hard work. Yeah, he does a little bit of uh, sleight of hand and close-up magic. To ooh and all them, so that they would then uh, be be a little bit more willing to acquiesce to his uh, grifting. But Uncle Tall Wink shows up and is convinced by, but he's quickly convinced by the the uh, the fast talking of Plock, and um, that he signs away the mine for some color crystal seeds. That's right. And this is the thing I didn't get, and, and I, I watched it a few times, and it could have just slipped past me. Were the color crystal seeds supposed to grow, like, color crystal trees, or just grow color crystals? You know, good question. I don't know. You know, like, it, we never saw it come to fruition, so I can't 
Yeah. yeah. I just didn't know exactly what he was promising Twink at the time. You think it would be so. like a bush, or do you think it would be like just a big honking crystal like he used to grow in a jar? See, I was thinking it was going to be more like a like a vine, like a large vine with crystals coming off of it, just because this is obviously the, the Jack and the Beings talk parable. However, uh, they, I, I didn't get that it was actually going to be a plant of any type. I really think that it was supposed to be crystals, as if like maybe a hole erupted in the earth and just like crystals came shooting out of it, maybe. Because they did say it was supposed to be like an infinite amount of crystals. So, oh, right. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they grew. You didn't have to mine them. You could, I mean, essentially, he was going to like, you shouldn't be miners. You should be farmers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Try to force agriculture onto them. He's like, sugar cane. That's the future. You'll love it. (laughs) I like this reveal here, though, because I think this really says a deeper thing that. Um, Rainbow Bright is really running her her kingdom like the Republican Party. And she faces the same problem is that, you know, by not having educated sprites, it makes them easy to control, but it makes them unreliable when any uh, any old crazy grifter shows up with outlandish promises and conspiracy theories. And I think it's also interesting, again, much like the Republican Party. And that's uh, <laughs> I don't find um, them that interesting. Rainbow Bright is also trying to evade uh, taxes, having to pay any type of uh, personal yeah. property tax or income tax by basically putting everything into Twink's name. So he's like the fall guy. Whenever the federal government shows up, it starts like trying to check on regulations in the mine to make sure that they have the right respirator equipment, like the right safety measures are being taken place. What At it- which point she could just point a tweak and be like, hey, I, I don't run the mine. He runs the mine. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you talk to him. Right. And that's the reason why Twink was able to sign the deed over, because he actually was the, on paper, the proper owner. Oh, so this is like sharecropping. Mm, yeah, I guess so. Well, no, not quite. Because in sharecropping, is not also, uh, you still have, like, the owner holds the deed. And then, like, yeah, people yeah. rent you, the land you out the, from them. Yeah, you pay to work the land, Yeah, essentially. So, so not not quite. I think it's more like a um, the mafia. I, I mean, I think it's. I mean, I think it's. I think it's more that they have a very loose understanding of property rights because th- Plonk produces the document. Twink yeah, just apparently yeah. signs it. Yep. I have. Re- I, I think there probably wasn't a deed before this moment. Well, I guess. Uh... I guess not. I guess that actually is another way for them to, to circumvent some of the taxes, too. I mean, if they're just sort of squatting on the land and squatting on the mind itself, this could just be a case of them trying to do like a open and notorious uh, claim to the land without necessarily actually owning any of the paperwork associated with the sale of it. You mean like squatters' rights? Uh, yeah, yeah, in essence. Like if they've been there for five years, they essentially become the de facto owners. So, mm, Man, I'm close on this apartment. Well, you have to be like, you would have to like not be paying anybody any money to stay there and be openly flouting, flaunting the fact that you are not paying anything to live there. <laughs> so, like bragging about it makes it more extra legal. This well, is even more legal because I'm being a bastard about it. it no, it's it's really just like, as long as it's well known and everybody, you can't just sort of like sneak on some land and be oh, like right, five okay. years and be like, oh, I've been here for five years. 
I get it. You have to basically be like, oh, I am going to be here right now. I'm going to be here for five years. I have been here for five years. Well, yeah, you send right, your mail there and you're like, look, I have please. I have this letter yeah. addressed to me from five years ago to this address. Yeah, you yeah. can't you can't be like, oh, where does Adam go every every evening after work? Nobody knows. And then yeah. five years later, as you come out of the closet, and you're like, I own the building. <laughs> I own this closet. <laughs> yeah, you also have to prove that you use the entire you know premise, not yeah. just yeah. a room. I mean, yeah, if you're not, squatting, not it's not it's not that hard. Like you just start pooping in one corner and you work your way across, <laughs> like a dog scooting across the floor. I mean, that's but very kind slowly. Of, you got yeah. five years, so yeah. Space it out, Mike. <laughs> well, I try, but it just comes out sometimes. <laughs> just, just, it just leaks out. So, uh, Plock says that he plans to live in the cave. Like uh, true bourgeois, uh, the color kids don't notice anything is wrong until production starts to slow. Yep. They get grab Rainbow Bright and they all rush out to whip the shit out of the sprites, basically. Well, first it's the yellow Rainbow Kid that goes out. Whatever the, the piss play kid is. I don't know what her name is. She starts to run out and Rainbow Bright's like, hold on, I'll go with you. I want to see what's going on. And the two of them run out of the uh, the color command center mm-hmm. to uh, run into all the sprites running towards them, being led by Twink, who has the good news about the uh, star crystal seeds. Yeah. The color crystal seeds. And um, he shows them the color crystal seeds and he plants the seeds and waters them. Yeah, right in the middle of the road. That, yeah. That's what I was going to get into. The motherfucker, like, what if this worked? You just yeah. ruined this entire path to not, get to not, and from the crystal caves. Not to mention, like, do none of these creatures know how plants work? They, like, wait, yeah. like, ten of the hardest seconds in this show. Because we yeah. can slowly yeah. see Twink's heartbreaking. Yep, yep. Um, and he realizes he's been taken. Murky and Lurky overhear about the seeds, and they seem to think that they are real, and they steal them, while the color kids and Rainbow Bright, with the sprites in tow, rush up to the to the color mine. And they confront Plonk, and he is set up the cave as a roadside attraction. Again, like, very, very Mark Twainian, that there's yep. this traveling, yep. you know, traveling show. It, it, it's the mystery shack from Gravity Falls. There you go. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. He oddly he wants to preserve the color cave. He doesn't want to give out any uh, color crystals. You know, he wants he wants actually to he's gonna he's gonna protect it. But he drives them off and closes the cave entrance with a portcullis. And well, during this whole exchange, also he does he does try to play off the color cave as being a place where Rainbow Bright has been. Right. To Rainbow Bright, obviously not recognizing her. And that's when she says, I am Rainbow Bright. Mm. And that's where he says, oh, okay, I would let you in for half of half price because you're Rainbow Bright and you have such a prominent place in this universe. It's so like, apparently it's her like name Zeno's Christ, you know, like. It's like Zeno's Christ? <laughs> yeah, it's like Zeno's Christ. You nail, you nail one hand to the cross. <laughs> oh, God. God. Oh. <laughs> God, I'm now just picturing like a bender situation where Jesus was trying to nail himself <laughs> yeah. to the cross. Yep. It couldn't get the last nail into his hand, but somehow still managed to do it. And That's a miracle. We've reached yeah. <laughs> That's the miracle. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> How did he do it? He's like, he's Chris Angeling me. 
<laughs> Chris Angel. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Angel. That's right, it's Chris. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Somebody who's truly full of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should write him, let him know that he should change his name. Hey, you know what would be great? Change your name to Christ Angel. It, at this point, Murky and Lurky appear at the Color Cave, and they confront Plock about the seeds, uh, saying that they don't work. Then they say they're going to turn the, the, the Color Cave into a Gloom Cave. And Plonk is knocked out trying to protect his investment as they rush in. Mm. Well, before this, we, we do get the scene where Rainbow Bright and the, and the uh, color kids, along with the, God, what are they called? The sprites. <clears throat> Keep wanting to call them the twinkles. But with the sprites uh, basically lamenting the fact that they've lost their cave. And it ends with Rainbow Bright saying, we will somehow get our color cave back. Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a plan, cut, it, Captain. Yep. And then it cuts to, to Murky and Lurky. I trying mean, to muscle their way into the cave. Right. Let's see. Once inside, uh, Murky and Lurky release the gloom spray, and they are suddenly stopped by uh, the rainbow belt, which uh, extends a kind of a rainbow lasso that pulls them and the gloom, atomized gloom spray out of the cave. Yep. And they are th- thrown onto the ore roller coaster. Well, it, yes, and we do see that it is, in fact, Rainbow Bright with the star sprinkles and the Rainbow Belt doing all this. So this is when I realized that when Rainbow Bright said, we'll somehow get to the Color Cave back, what she really meant was, I'm going to go back to the Color Command Center and get my gun yeah. so I can come back here with my weapons right, and uh, take back the cave. Somehow. Do, uh, or or are they like do you think they saw murky and lurky coming up and they were like eh, you know what let's stick around let's this let's see how this plays out maybe maybe they'll do some bullshit we can turn to our advantage <laughs> no I, I actually think that they came there with the intent of essentially killing pollock or whatever, whatever his name is <laughs> pollock what, what was his name jackson uh, no you, you got it his name was jackson pollock jackson pollock yeah they show up to kill pollock uh, yeah. with with rainbows but then they see that like he's already like knocked out and mumbling something about murky uh, at this point i have to assume once they're thrown on the or roller coaster that they go through the whole process are ground up into a fine a paste. paste and there's now you know murky and lurky shrinky dinks uh, moving well, on that would be interesting if they're actually murky and lurky shrinky dinks if those got into rotation and star sprite i'm sorry rainbow bright was trying to use them to do her color change trick, I think it actually would backfire on her and take all the color out of the different creatures that she was trying to brighten up. So. I like this idea. I like the idea of, like, it giving those creatures, like, the faces of Erky and Lurky. <laughs> the faces of... <laughs> like I, my, the color command center. Yeah, Mike in, shooting in black the faces and white of Lurky everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, from every finger all the time. just give everybody that giant dongle nose that giant cubert not hollowed out cubert nose yeah yeah the the viking helmet uh plonk has a change of heart and gives the cave back 
and he thinks that uh, Rainbow Bright is needed to keep making the world beautiful because he loves beautiful things. Aww. Yep. So he he rips up the bullshit deed that he had produced in the first place. Yeah. Which means nothing to anybody. So. And we never even saw any writing on. It's just paper. Yeah. Twink puts the strike spites back to work, and Rainbow Bright is now free to go back to her super yacht and blast color at things. Yep. And Captain Pollock flies away in his uh, horse-drawn spaceship mm-hmm. while Rainbow Bright waves to him happily yep. as she gallops away on Stardust or it's Starbright. A, or it's a real that rascal's ending. Yeah. You know, like where his really was just like, why the fuck are you waving to him? Right. He'd be giving him the middle finger while he flies away. <laughs> yeah. You should be writing down his plates and reporting that to the color police. <laughs> Who do, who's the color police, do you think? <laughs> the blue it's ones. It's canon, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, then we get the end credits, and they are still pretty rocking, honestly. The yeah, end credits yeah. are pretty sweet. Uh, I just want to go back to the uh, robotic horse mm-hmm. that was uh, pulling the cart. I saw this, and I looked at Starlight. I was like, is this the origin of 3030? Whoa! So, so while everybody else is worried about property law, Starlight and the uh, robot horse got it on. Oh yeah! Wow! <laughs> nice! Wow! Nice. Wow, David! That that is a good pull. You have such a good eye for bestiality; it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, where most of us would see a cartoon episode, you really read between the lines. Yeah. You take those lines and you rip them open and you pull out their gooey innards. And you, you, you sure do shoot a picture of 3030 in there with your printer hands. <laughs> Color, come in, go. <laughs> nice, nice. I can just imagine all the different parts like merging together to become like one walking printer. It's awkward. <laughs> fuck is wrong because it's like shooting so, ink out of its hands and tripping because it's plastic so so your <laughs> so your imagination plastic, so is it's he's slipping on the hardwood floor because it can't because <laughs> jesus christ so, so you're imagining problems. the gobot version of a color printer basically or he's slipping on the concrete floors that have sand on them I like uh, I like the idea that he's transforming, but he's a gobot. So like his face points down at the ground, yeah. and he's just, his hands are flailing, shooting color everywhere. <laughs> but but like but like the hands never actually move. They're just in like the shape of hands, but it's like, right. like a fixed structure. They yeah. move together. Uh, yeah, he's like a little sprinkler. I like it. Well, I don't. Well, who cares what you don't like? Gentlemen, what did we think of this episode? I still liked it. I thought that our the first episode of Rainbow Bright that we watched was better because it was a little bit darker. We were dealing with a little bit more darker themes in it. The fact that we had a quicksand situation with uh, the horse almost dying, I think uh, really kind of set a different tone for that first episode we watched. Mm Mm-hmm. However, I did still like this. It, it provided a little bit more backstory to Rainbow World or whatever it's called, wherever they live. Rainbow Land. Rainbow Land. You were so close, you know. Yeah. I, I'm always just so close. 
Ew. Always so close. So uh, we actually get to see a little bit more of like the slave labor and the yeah. colonization of the native peoples that are the the sprites. I don't know. I still enjoyed it. I still thought it was uh, very well animated. Simple story, but really well done. Good beats. Yeah. It didn't seem to like last forever. They weren't trying to cram an hour's worth of material into a 20-minute cartoon. So, No, I, I totally agree with you. This is still a quality product. Moves yeah. along at a good clip. We're never really bored. Characters are at least interesting. It does. We're pretty deep into the run, so it does kind of feel like this is a we've run out of ideas episode a little bit. But, yeah. but it's a pretty good version of that, you know. Like, yeah. uh, we've certainly seen episodes that were deep in the run that were um, much more painful. And they. Well, I think, I think you were right in this one. It was like they, they were in the writers' room, and somebody was like, "Well, what's some classic literature we could draw from?" Uh, Mark Twain. Okay, yeah. Let's just throw Mark Twain in there. Yeah, I what read that do? in middle school. <laughs> Benny. <laughs> Benny. Uh, Mark Twain. Mark Twain. We're going to be doing. You know, his uh, name was not Mark Twain. A Yankee in it Connecticut was, court. Or whatever it was it's Samuel Clements. Who? Benny, get out of here with that shit. Go, go snort another line. <laughs> You're talking nonsense. Um, hey, it's me, Polly. Oh, hello, Polly. Hi, Polly. Uh, abuse us with your antics, Polly. Yes. What you talk about? Do you deliver the san- <laughs> Do you deliver the sandwiches, Polly? <laughs> this is a writer's room, and we want sandwiches. <laughs> sandwiches and cigarettes. That's how. That's how cartoons get written nowadays. Sandwiches and cigarettes. They're like our version of hookers and blow. <laughs> <laughs> Do tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> They're significantly worse than hookers and blow, let me tell you. I agree with you. Oh. Still a quality product. A lot of questions. A lot of questions about yeah. the the lessons that they're trying to teach and the situation yeah. that we find ourselves in, but uh, still really nicely animated, well-plotted, good voice acting. Um yeah, definitely not. This doesn't really seem to be like a lessons type cartoon. No. So, I kind of although I guess that. I guess the last one that we watched though, Peril Pits, the Rainbow and Peril Pits, or whatever it was called, I feel like that one might have had a lesson in that like they were yeah, trying I'll... to teach the the kid to like you know keep trying, keep at it. Yeah, always bring your leathers with you. Basically, you never yeah. know when you never know when you're gonna have some BDSM. Yeah, you never know when you have to leather it up. Yeah, yeah. And, and kick some twink in the butt. David, what did you think of this episode? I felt that it fell a bit further than you two did. Oh, really? Okay. This one didn't quite have the magic of the first episode that we watched. The magic. Yeah, there wasn't quite as much substance to it as far as the story goes. As far as like the... Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can agree with you yeah, on that. Yeah, they didn't spend as much time in the real world, I think. Spending all the time in... Rainbow Land. Rainbow Land. Rainbow Land, yeah. That kind of detracted a bit. Made it yeah. feel made it feel pretty domestic. That's true. Yeah, because I do think that like the world the world building was kind of fun and interesting in the first episode where they they showed us the the landscape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where it was like Middle America, mountain town. <laughs> yeah, the smells uncanny... like smells like baby shit Yankee candles here. Yeah, yeah. H- hidden uncanny valley ranch. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Mike, what did you think? Did you enjoy this episode? Teen Spirit. Um, no, because it's clearly communist propaganda. Oh, well. What? <laughs> I How is this communist propaganda? Talking about the showed... ills of capitalism and... No, no, that's us. We're putting the communist propaganda in here. We're the ones that are bad-mouthing capitalism. It's, I think th- it's clearly I... there. I mean, if you two could notice it, then it's pretty overt. I completely disagree. I think this is this is true capitalism. Basically, Plonk is a union organizer who conclu- who colludes with the employers due to some sort of quote unquote greater evil, like libtards or communism <laughs> or LGBTQers using our bathrooms or uh, critical twink theory and it teaches critical us sprite th- theory. It teaches us an important lesson about capitalism which is as long as you keep the workers distracted you can keep exploiting them so the distraction was basically mark twain yeah like you keep them worried about some sort of other larger threat Hmm. like ukraine it's yeah so they can keep sounding like ukraine (laughs) god it remind it it rhymed with mark twain (laughs) <laughs> well, ma- name a country that rhymes with Samuel Clemens. Uh, South Yemen's? Yemen. South Yemen. <laughs> South Yemen. Yes. South Yemen. Oh man, Jesus. it's so much better than North Yemen's. <laughs> Mike, you always got to take it to a political place, you know. Okay. <laughs> always. So, so we have we have two for and two against. I'm I'm, I'm hearing. Do we want to? Uh... Move on to the keeping this cartoon or yeah. letting it die on the vine. I, I have a new name for this. Should we keister it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do we keister this cartoon? Hey, here's the problem I have with that, though. <laughs> nope, no problem at all. If, 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 we, if we keister, if we actually get rid of this cartoon and send it to the refuse pile, we can't get it back. Whereas, no, ideally, if you do keister something, it is to retrieve it again at some point in time. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't want to keister something that's been on the garbage pile. Exactly. Do you kind of want to keister one of those star sprinkles? Do you want to kiss the star? I'll bet that shit dissolves up in there and you have the most, the best hallucinations. Oh, so like you would absorb it more through the mucous membrane? Yeah, yeah. Of... The mucous okay. membrane. Yeah. Versus, like, through your tongue, like, if you put it on the tongue. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's also just, like, you can you do it there so that, um, you know, that it's harder to test for, and you can do it at work. Well, I think that probably the better way to do it is to, to crush it up and then cook it on a spoon, <laughs> pull it into a syringe, and then inject it into your... Uh, Eyeball. Eye. Uh, well, I was actually thinking your uh, prostate, but, you know, yeah. whatever. No, it's got to be how eyeball. Come, yeah, how come all your solutions involve cooking something with a spoon? Were you yes. were you a hobo? Well, back what when I was a senator, <laughs> I used to. Uh, oh right. boy, here we go. <laughs> no wait, what happened when you were a senator? I passed. Never mind. <laughs> uh, common sense uh, gun legislation to uh, <laughs> keep AR-15s on the hands of children. That's why I'm no longer a senator. <laughs> kind of true. Yeah. Okay, so. Who's who's wanting to keep this? Yeah, it's like keep or delete time. 
terrible, yeah. amazing, amazingly terrible. I still want to keep it, but I'm also not. I think there's... this is not the hill I die on, but I do want to keep it. I think there's still meat on these bones. I mean, clearly the it's di- it's dead, like its carcass yeah. is rotting, but there's still good meat on these bones. Yeah, we can still get in there with a with yeah. a knife and get some of the sinew out. Oh, the marrow! Can you yeah. imagine that rainbow marrow when we crack yeah. it open? That's right. Yeah. Do you think it's rainbow like? Is it stacked horizontally, or do you see the full rainbow when you crack the bone? I think it's stacked horizontally. Okay, so you like you like oh, I'll crack it near the red end. Yeah, I think it's a lot like that mismade uh, burrito that Derek kept on. <laughs> 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 Jesus. I think Sorry. he just ate it wrong. He should have eaten it sideways. Yeah, exactly. You're supposed well, to just slice your mouth really loud. <laughs> no, no, no. You you put it into a meat slicer and you slide it lengthwise, and that way, you, yeah, yeah, every slice, yeah, just, just slice a bit off, put it on a sandwich. Yeah. There you go. Just, That's good burrito. Just like that. Oh, I would eat that. Oh, yeah. If, if they sold burrito all. luncheon meat, that was just a slice of burrito. I would, <laughs> I would get that every time. And I would pay $400 for it. All right. So I think we're coming up with a new amazingly terrible uh, product. Mm. <laughs> up there with the, uh, was it the uh, bean smasher? <laughs> nothing, no, nothing tops the bean smasher. Nothing. Nothing at all. David, what do you think? I would like to remove it. Whoa. All right. Whoa. Wow. Mike. It's all come keeper, down to Mike. Keep or delete. I don't care. Keister, keister. <laughs> oh, you don't care. I, I what's abstain. The, what's the opposite of keister? Uh, penis. Key, and, keister or snort it. Yeah. What's the opposite of keister? And can it flush. rhyme? Can it rhyme with flush. keister? Oh yeah, keister or there flush. Keister or flush it. Yeah. Keister or meester. <laughs> so yeah. so Davis for flushing, Matt and I are for keistering. Mike doesn't care. I don't. I, Mike doesn't don't care. care. Yeah. All right. He's the guy when like when the 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 the, uh, the school administrators break into the bathroom where we're all doing drugs. He's just like nothing means anything anyway. <laughs> we're, we're all just floating through space. Yeah, man. Yeah. This doesn't even matter, man. Do do you do you even like know how big space is, dude? Uh, we'll, like we're, we're like so nothing. insignificant, like so insignificant. Yeah. So let me stick that heroin in my. <laughs> Save some for my eyeball. Yeah. It's like so lame to care, man. He's got a point there. <laughs> God. Did, did we just did we just fly right by kid problems and straight into adult problems? <laughs> into middle-aged man problems. Middle-aged man problems. Middle-aged white man problem. Yeah. Everybody listens to me. That's why we have beer and gum. No, wait, nuts and gum. Oh, nuts, nuts, and, and gum. nuts and gum. Nuts and gum, yeah. Beer and gum sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually, I think that's going to be... A new flavor. Uh, amazingly terrible product number three, beer-flavored gum. I'm going to just strut beer around. Or I'm going to strut gum around flavored drinking gum Sean on my beer gum, just a star sprinkle keister. I, I would <laughs> just <laughs> fucking blast it out of my brain. I would rather have uh, gum-flavored beer. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. I'm sure that exists somewhere. Yeah, I don't sure know. That's a I thing. mean, I, I'm pretty sure that exists. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's probably a stout. <laughs> oh, oh, God. God. Yeah, some kind uh, of berry, blueberry stout. <laughs> Bazooka Joe stout. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> We've given up. 
We'd given Holy up. Shit. We'd given up. So should you. You know how much that would sell, though, the nostalgia factor? If anyone on this uh, podcast is, that's listening that has sway at the Bazooka Joe uh, Corporation, uh, we thought of I'm it just, first. Yeah. I'm just, uh, Copy, I'm just we've mailed it's, this podcast to ourselves. It's a... Uh, it's it's a stout with just like chunks of little pink rocks on the bottom. Oh. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when they had gum with flavor crystals in it. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. I'm sure, that's still a thing, isn't it? It's like it's, it, like it, it's still there, but it's not properly. a thing anymore. Like it, it's gotcha. it just is what it is. It's just like it exists, but people just don't <laughs> eat they, it. They don't yeah. advertise it anymore. It's like, oh look, my gum has flavor crystals. Oh, this one's it's... this one has cancer nuggets in it. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, nobody actually buys it or chews it. It's just there for like filler at supermarkets. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, yeah, they use it as counterweight. Certs actually made yeah. up a word <laughs> when they did that. The retsin, like certs with retsin, it's a made up yeah. word. It's it's just other sugar. Uh, they literally Wait. came up with like, a way to. Mike, I'm gonna blow a, your fucking mind. They're all made up words. Yeah, all words. Think are made about up, it, man. But, yeah, dude. Yeah, man, dude. Yeah, <laughs> can i be man boy i want i want to be the the good the, i want to be the the witty sidekick to man dude mike Here's you can man be the boy. national man boy um that's it's crazy to me that they actually made up a word for sugar and the word they made up for for marketing purposes was retson yeah, yeah. that's horrible mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, this is this is my new flavor of ice cream, poison. <laughs> You're not even trying. But anymore. it's but it's spelled as like poi, like the fruit. Yeah, yeah. poi. <laughs> it's poi flavored ice cream. It's I call it poison. <laughs> oh, amazingly terrible product number four. <laughs> Stop giving poi. him ideas. Poi. <laughs> Poi hyphen en. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. So we're keeping it. Yeah. Is that what yes, we're, we're keeping down it. To? All right. We're gonna... Two four one against one abstain. Mm-hmm. All right. I like that we're putting so... up with this abstaining bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I like it. All right. Now, so Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Mike. Yes. Would you let your Would you let your kids watch this? Um. Gosh. Uh, no. Little girl. It's too old now. She would get the, uh, the, uh, anti, uh, establishmentarianism. Establishmentarianism. <laughs> thank you. The, uh, she, she would get yeah. those undertones. She would know. be like, daddy, daddy, this cartoon talked me about the Jacobins. <laughs> Little boy. He wouldn't want to watch it. Uh, no, I don't know. It, maybe if it's like on in the background, it just seems kind of dumb nowadays. Would you force a little boy to watch it in an attempt to try to calm him down and put the sword down for five minutes so he's not hitting you with a baseball bat or whatever it is he does? I would attempt it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what just happened? I don't know. <laughs> just the way you said you're that. You're just snatch. You're just naturally a very funny guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's it's we we love you. So Matt, I believe <laughs> David wants to ask you the same question. Would you force uh, Mike's child to watch this? Why don't you let David ask it? David, can okay. you ask him? 
Matt, would, yes. would you allow Mike's children to watch this? Yeah. <laughs> I would require it as part of their counter-capitalist education. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm trying to make M- M- Mike's old uh, old age a hell. Yeah. As his, as his liberal kids run away and go to the bathroom in the wrong bathroom. <laughs> or get a liberal arts degree. <laughs> Daddy, Daddy, I studied creative writing. Oh, God. No, at least I've done communication. Look at this novel I've written been about journalist. the Jacobins. But, Matt, th- th- then his children will be feel obligated to take care of Mike in his old age after he lost all of his money in Dogecoin. Yeah. <laughs> I want oh, him to no. a little... I, I want to prolong his torture. Yeah. I want him to live a long, unhappy life. Yeah, Dogecoin oh. is down. <laughs> Wait, do you actually have Dogecoin? Yeah, we bought like five hundred dollars just for fun. After it spiked? No. Oh yes, yes, but not up to eighty yeah, or whatever. Uh, we bought it Wait. like fifteen. So. So your your incredibly financially savvy wife allowed you to do such a thing. She, it was her idea because she wanted to get little girl something fun, and little girl likes the dogs. So she said. Let's get a Dogecoin. What the was it? Was it just so that she could have something for little girl to have? Because remember, her name's little girl. No, just bleep it up. Sorry. Yeah, no, we'll take care of that. But uh, or do you think that it was partially her doing that, and then also thinking, you know, what will shut Mike up for five minutes. Yeah, if I let him buy some Dogecoin. (laughs) What's two birds with one stone? (laughs) Crypto and dogs. You know, I actually when I did first hear about it, it was at a penny. Oh really? Yeah, and I was like, Dogecoin. Uh, that's stupid. Crypto's dumb. Um, it'll never last. It, you know, it's made up. At least, you know, when people talk about fiat currency, you know, it's only propped up by the United States government. I'm like, uh, it's stable because it's propped up yeah, by the U.S. government. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, but Dogecoin sounds cool. I get the meme. It's funny. <laughs> um. And I thought about it, but then I didn't think about it again. And then Sarah says, hey, we should get little girl. some dog stock. So we bought some PetSmart or Petco or something like that. And mm. Dogecoin was one of those weird things that Sarah's like, yeah, let's get the let's get the Dogecoin. <laughs> let's get the Dogecoin. And I'm like, oh, are you sure? She's like, mm-hmm. eh, let's just put a little bit in there. So I actually don't own any crypto other than the Dogecoin experiment. And and how did uh, how did little girl like Dogecoin? Does she enjoy this? Was did she get five hundred dollars worth of enjoyment on it? Absolutely or not. You, or could you have spent oh, right. that five hundred dollars on a goddamn Barbie playset, and she would have been much happier? <laughs> the latter. Okay. No judgment. I don't have any. You know, I don't okay. invest anything. I just spend all my money and roll around in the street. <laughs> Actually, I think we only yeah. got her fifty dollars. Sarah and I got 500 just to double down. <laughs> okay. Well, nice. I, I can understand nice. why you're having problems with, again, with like uh, the math. Well, I didn't handle it. She's got the crypto <laughs> wallet, so I don't even know what. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm glad that she's, you know, at least savvy in that regard. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize she had the crypto. David, what's our next segment? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, next is Redemption. Redemption. Who's redeeming this so, week? 
I'm not even looking at the sheet. Me neither. Well, for summarizing this episode, Matt, it is. Oh, whoa! Are we we're, all, we're caught, all up? caught up? We are caught up. Nice. Holy moly! How'd that happen? Nice. We 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 did more than one redemption uh, per episode. Oh. oh, man! This means I have to actually work to get a redemption now. They're not just handed to me anymore. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. You can't live off past Adam's work yeah. like a freeloader. Resting yep. on your laurels. That's right. That's how I sleep. Just get a big bit of laurels. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is going to be a controversial move, but I'm going to do it. I would like to remove row 101, Mighty Mouse. Ooh. Hmm, here I come. That is a bit controversial. It is. I just didn't we didn't we have a whole conversation about how we need to be uh, watching more mainstream cartoons or to draw a bigger audience? Uh, but I just don't like Mighty Mouse. But just think about the age group that would watch Mighty Mouse when they were kids. That's yeah, a key demographic we don't have. Yeah, the people who are nineteen forty two to nineteen sixty one. We don't want our parents to listen to this. <laughs> like, oh, Mighty Mouse! I'll it. watch that. <laughs> I think it might actually oh, be our did grandparents at this so point sweet. Oh, my God. Oh, my eyes. <laughs> I can't unhear this. Uh... Mike, why are all those nice boys talking about your foreskin? <laughs> God. Mike, did you show all those boys your foreskin? No, that's what the Boy Scouts were for. <laughs> oh. Damn. You were never in the Boy Scouts. I know. Quit front. Yeah, just long enough to just long enough for them to see the foreskin. <laughs> it's a classic no, move. Yeah. He wasn't talking about when he was a kid. He was talking about last classic week. Classic Mike. <laughs> I'm, see, I'm seeing Mike like the WB frog, like, hello Monty, hello my dad, just dancing through the the room with all the Boy Scouts in it, his foreskin dragging behind him. <laughs> and that's how long he was a Boy Scout. <laughs> And that's why I wasn't allowed back at Boy Scout camp. Moving on to reverse retcon. We want cartoons 26 hours a day. Reverse retcon. I feel like this was a shorter episode. We're just oh, a, yeah. We're just efficient. Yep. We're getting more efficient as we go along. Well, yeah, and then if funnier. we're using that, then uh, the mask was the most efficient episode. It also seems to be the episode where you're sober. Is there a correlation? <laughs> I'm sober tonight. Yes, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so, tell me what is index 592. Jesus, whoa, 592? Whoa, 592. Those are some numbers that you said. Oh, boy. Wow. Strawberry shortcake. What? What's with... Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, it fits in well with the Rainbow Bright. Yeah. This is the first time we'll be doing Strawberry Shortcake, and we're going to be pulling from... The original five episodes from 1980 to 1985. Now, if I recall correctly, wow. Strawberry Shortcake is actually a special series in that they only made one episode a year. Wow. And what episode of Rainbow Shortcake, Strawberry Rainbow, are we watching next week? Uh, number four. All right. The penultimate episode. So it looks like number four is going to be a strawberry shortcake housewarming surprise. Oh boy. 
I love so they were owned by American Greetings instead of Hallmark. I love that they. <laughs> I love that we're going down the scale. Yep, they were actually getting like uh, competing IP from shitty greeting from, companies. From, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm glad you love this so much, Matt, because you're going to be summarizing this. Episode. Oh, thank God! Fuck you, fuck nice. you. <laughs> How dare you make me work? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you in the keister. Uh, right. No, in Where, the wherever keister. he wants. Right in, right in. All the right. Keister. So, in a future <laughs> episode of Amazingly Terrible, <laughs> we're going to be watching Strawberry Shortcake, Episode Four: Housewarming Surprise. But next week on Amazingly Terrible, or I should say rather, next time on Amazingly Terrible, is going to be The Legend of Sarmati, Siegfried and Roy. The entire series. So, buckle up for that one, guys. Derek always gets the short end of the stick. He kind of does. Yeah. But he he loves it. Yeah, he's he's lapping it up like a little puppy. Uh, David, don't tell him I said that. For Keystring, I've been Matt. For Flushing's New York, I've been Adam. For Ishtar, I've been Mike. For Magic Seeds, I've been David. Yeah. Oh, you got a key. Yeah. You got a keister those. Got a keister those. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you got them way up there. <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs>